Welcome to the Clear Skin Chronicles, the podcast that takes you on a journey to uncover the secrets of achieving glowing, acne-free skin. We believe that knowledge is power, and by understanding the root causes of your acne, we can create a solid foundation for long-lasting clear skin. I'm Katie Stewart, registered holistic nutritionist and founder of The Clear Skin Solution, where we help women just like you get to the root cause of their acne. And I'm Chris Brown, registered holistic nutritionist and program director in The Clear Skin Solution. Through functional testing, we pinpoint where the body system imbalances lie so we can dive deep into your acne clearing journey. We work virtually with clients to clear up their skin from the inside out and have helped thousands of women worldwide regain their confidence. As a mom with three teens, or they call them tweens, I have teens and tweens, so Lord, just send me your prayers now, right? My eldest daughter has acne. Of course, mama doesn't know anything with regards to acne. Why would she? No, However, Chris, you know nothing. <laughs> Moms know nothing. nothing. (laughs) Why are you doing, why are you ruining my life? This is kind of my common thread right now. However, and even the tween, right? We're looking for the adolescence acne. We're looking for those hormone shifts. We're looking for the behaviors and the moods and the, what, you want to watch a family movie? Ew, gross. Like, who does that? You're having a real time over there. Like, it sounds super exciting. Well, this is just evolution. Go back to when you were a teen, right? When I was a teen. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm not doing a redo. <laughs> I'm scared that karma's going to come back and bite me in the ass for this. Well, you have boys. So, you know, at a little less, I have three girls. And I've always said, universe, tell me what I did wrong in my last life. What did I do <laughs> to deserve this? Let me learn my lesson. No. But in all seriousness, when it comes to this acne, and coming into fruition, we want to look at adolescence acne. How many clients come in and they're like, it started at eight, nine, 10, right? It started when my hormones started to shift. Yes, this is one route. And literally just yesterday, I was at a uh, Pilates class and I was talking to the instructor and she asked what I did and was just like, oh my God, this is what I so needed like 10 years ago. And I, out of curiosity, I was like, well, how long did have you had you dealt with acne for? She goes, oh, I had acne from the age of eight and it just cleared up a couple of years ago when I was 30. Right? That's where we have to look back. That's when we have to get back in and say, you know what? This adolescent acne, it is not normal. No, and it, that's the thing. It's now in this day and age, it's common. But it's not normal for an 8-year-old, 9-year-old, 10, 12, 13, 14, even adult women. It's not normal for them to have acne because we know this is a road flare, a big old firework from the body saying, hey, something is off inside. Yes. And let's step back. So everyone knows my Hashimoto's journey. My girls have, we've been really working on not allowing that to repeat into a generational leap. And when a child has back acne and face acne and head acne, like in the, in the scalp, right? Chest, arm acne. This is not normal. I have to be very, very clear because as I see my eldest daughter and she's done a fantastic gains, I can't control her dietary habits. We can't control what our children put in our mouths. As she leaves the house, as she has her own money, she's going to do things. Is food a trigger? Absolutely. Is it the only factor? No. Is it the root cause? No. So when I look in her past, because maybe I kind of know her past, like just a little bit, like you're only her mom. I know you know nothing. Moms legit know nothing. My six-year-old even tells me that he knows things more than I do. I'm like, oh, okay, buddy, you do you. (laughs) You do you. 
Yeah, you, we really can't fight it anymore, right? I just don't want to play, go after this battle. And when I look at her friends or the group of friends or, you know, when you're dropping them off at school, I, I gasped, actually. I kind of went, <gasps> one day, and, you know, Chris, we talked about this. You got to keep the inside thoughts on the inside. <laughs> I thought it was on the inside until I got caught. <laughs> Until your facial expressions give your thoughts away. And she's like, you know, we're like, what? I was in the ice cream store and I was like, oh. and it wasn't a gasp out of disgust. It was a gasp out of a like, you know, when that light bulb goes on into your head. You're like, That's what it is. Bam. I see these three boys. I get introduced to one. I'm trying to panel the name in my head because now I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Right. But I'm looking at. Him and his three friends and predominant acne running right down the cheeks. Yes. You see that so often with teens, the cheek acne, the high cheek. And yes, the high cheek, boom. And the braille-like bumps, which is very, very common in adolescence acne up at the top of the forehead. Mm -hmm. I had that when I came off the birth control belt, the braille-like acne. Right. Well, that's small intestine. What's going on there? Something in the gut's not happy. Your birth control is directly affecting that gut health. Fair. 110%. Like I started birth control when I was maybe 14, 15. I can't remember the age. Like I didn't even need it. I took it because all my friends did. And then of course I had perfectly amazingly clear skin all through high school. Yeah, exactly. And for these boys, it was all the exact same pattern. All. And then I was looking at my daughter. I was kind of paneling back and forth because I know what we've done with her. And she was holding her acne much different. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, right? Like I'm like sitting here in ice cream. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I'm staring and she's like, mom, like this is awkward. I'm like, oh. Mom, why are you being weird? Right? But we're in the ice cream store. What's in ice cream? Sugar and dairy. Triple yin death, as they say in traditional Chinese medicine. Yes. So what do you think one of the perpetuating issues with the dietary trigger is that dairy? And it's holding in the stomach. So we know there is an intolerance. It's holding in the intestine. So there is compound the stress, compound a teen's life, compound the annoying parents. And now we have a muddled mess. Now I'm not saying it's not hormone related. Absolutely. This is kind of like the finger that hits the dominoes for them to all go down. Right. And that's when it flourishes, right? So now it's another trigger. So stepping back, you and I, I know we talk about this all the time, right? So many people reach out and they're like, what about my teen? What about my teen? Like I, Paige and I can't even, cause Paige helps me with our social media and does our support. And we can't even count how many moms in a week are in the DMs, in the emails saying, what do I do about my teen? What do I do about my teen? And that's why we put together our teen acne guidebook, which for any moms listening, go and check it out on uh, katiestewartwellness.com because we saw that, you know, even though we specialize in adult acne, we still want to be able to help the teens and, and meet them at a spot where they're at. Cause that's really Chris. And again, you have teens, I have little kids, but Remembering back to my teen brain, you got to meet them where they're at. That's the real big thing with them. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Chris is getting like hyperventilating hives. I'm like sweating. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to say like, I have some good kids in, in the fact that in the home, of course, there's pushback. But when they leave the house, you know, they always say you can tell your child's mannerisms and disposition and when they leave the house. So based on what my feedback is, okay, I have some good kids. (laughs) But when it comes to mindset with kids, there's that social factor. As a parent, we cannot contend. We don't know. We don't understand. 
oh, remember when you were in high school? It's, it's so different, mom. It's so different. You don't know what you're talking about. And everyone's like, where is she going with this? But what I'm going with this is that mindset. The mindset of the teen. So, right. And that mindset of the teen, when we chunk down the acne program, mindset, root causes, diet, stress, sleep. These are major factors in any teen's life. So do you want to hop into mindset since we're here? We may as well. You know how we love our mindset. We do love our mindset. It's because it's such a critical component, right? Is it's easy to eat the foods in most cases, take the supplements, do the things, but really going after mindset is hard. It's not fun. It's a little messy. It's uncomfortable. And a lot of people don't give it a lot of merit. And it, it really needs to be at the forefront. It, it's just as important, if not more important than what you're putting in your mouth. Like we really need to be looking at the mental health component. As we know, like teens do have quite a bit more these days, even from when I was in high school, you were in high school, Chris, like we didn't have social media. I didn't, I didn't have a cell phone until I went to university. So I can only imagine like that added layer of the Instagram and the filters and the cyberbullying and all of these things that are causing anxiety in teens. And like, think about our clients, which are adult women, right? Like most of our clients are 28, 30 plus upwards to 40 and 50. And they are feeling insecure when they're scrolling through Instagram. And these are adult women. So we can only imagine like if your 15 year old self was exposed to these filter flawless Kardashian looking girls, like 16 year olds, like you literally these days can't tell if they're 14 or 28 because of the makeup and the filters that can be going on. So I can see how this is really creating a bit of a complex for a lot of our teens. Exactly. It's always that projected persona of everybody else is perfect. Except for me. Except for me, because I have all of these things. When we're hopping back into high school, if I'm thinking back, it was maybe one in five one in 10 that had acne, like true, like acne, true acne. You know, we might have a little breakout here or there. Now, when I'm paneling my daughter's friends or like the school, I sound like a stalker. Uh, Chris is like (laughs) when I'm taking photos of them coming out of the school doors to analyze their acne. Don't worry. It's only for your acne. It's just for acne, I swear. (laughs) But like when I, I graduated high school back in 2007 and like what I'm trying to think back, maybe I didn't notice it because- I just wasn't observant of it, but I can really only remember like a handful of kids in my school having actual acne. Exactly. Now, instead of one in 10, now it's reverse. Now I'm seeing nine with acne, one without, one with flawless skin. Now, when we say flawless, it's still not flawless. You know, somebody might consider like clear, healthy, glow. Yeah. Clear, healthy skin. Clear. Yeah. Somebody might consider freckles and not a thing. It's not flawless, right? So what has changed? The big shifts, chemicals, readily available refined carbs, parents' time. As caregivers, we're pressed. You know, Johnny has to keep up with everything. Always got to be in soccer and football. And then my daughter has to be in swimming. Well, she doesn't, but she has to be in swimming and dance and gymnastics and all of these things because that's a lifestyle we've created. We create them busy, which keeps us busy. So when we say, hey, mom and dad, you know what? really, we're going to look at shifting some foods. Mom and dad get overwhelmed and they they can't implement the changes for the teens. And the teens, they're not equipped. I find a lot of teens don't have the skill set. Absolutely. Because they're teens. They're still children. You're still a child when you're a teen. Yes. And most parents or some now, one works from home or they're not really left alone. 
Sometimes they have caregivers that come in, stay longer. Uh, there could be a parent at home, these types of things. So that skill set is a TikTok reel. They're learning these like influencers and other kids are becoming their teachers. Right. Versus cutting a cucumber or assembling a salad or making a two second salad dressing. It's really like these viral TikTok trends of like, this, like, I don't even know because I'm not on TikTok, but it's these viral food trends, which are always like crazy, super unhealthy things. Yeah. Let's take a whole bunch of Skittles and let's roll it up in a crepe and let's, you know, and I'm watching it. Cringe, 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 Chris. It is. It is. It's just like, I feel my arteries right now. Oh my gosh. Now their bodies are telling us and projecting out, hey, I can't really handle it. But because if they look around and they panel, it's normal to them. Everybody else has acne, so I have acne. Who cares? Yeah, we'll just grow out of it eventually. But what happens mm -hmm. when you don't grow out of it? Because so many of our adult clients were told this as a preteen, as a teen. Oh, don't worry. When you're older, you'll grow out of it. They never grew out of it. Like we have clients who've been dealing with acne for over 30 years. Yeah. They didn't grow out of it. And for females, here, take the birth control. But what about the male teen? They get Accutane or antibiotics. Like that's a thing. Right off is the bat. The teens, like the, because it's really is the caregivers, the moms, whoever is the, like that worried person for them. Like I can see my teen is suffering. This is what we always get in DMs. I can see how much the acne is impacting my child. You know, they're not confident and they get made fun of at school. And I just so badly want to help them because as a parent, you will do anything to help your child feel better and feel accepted and feel like, you know, happy and that they're accepted with the rest of the group. So trying to figure out what's going on here. And this is what we, again, we see constantly all of the time is just really, really wanting the teens to be a part of everybody else. So they bring them again, our, because the first step is like, oh, we got to go see the doctor about this. And you drag your teen along because they're embarrassed. They don't want to talk about their skin. It's another adult. And they're just like, oh, mom, please. No. And we go to the doctor and they're either like, okay, well, if you're a female, here's the birth control pill. You're going to start this at 12. No, you don't have your period yet, but here you go anyways. Like we've had clients who were given the birth control pill before their period even started. Now let's just imagine what that did to the body. We have clients who started taking antibiotics for their skin at the age of 13 and took them for four years. Clients who were given Accutane at, you know, 13, 14, 15, and Accutane should only be used in extremely severe widespread scarring acne, but they're given to so much less. Exactly. It breaks my heart. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go there. I know you are. I knew you were. I always have to give Katie a pre-warning because... You will hear. You need to warn. I know where you're going with this. You will hear her gasp. <laughs> I'm not going to gasp. I've prepared myself. As a person that has worked with families and has concentrated, usually, you know, not, not usually, but when I came out and I started, that was my thing, kids. It, 99% is parent initiative. 40% is child initiative. Wait, wait, how does that math math? Because like their initiative is only at 40%, right? Oh, I see what you're saying. I'm like, Chris, the 90, the 90 and the 40, I don't know if you haven't had a coffee yet today, <laughs> but that doesn't even, I'm not good at math and that's not mathing in my brain. No, it's just the initiative. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. 99% all the time is that parent driven. And I'm not talking, it's just that 1% is kind of like fluctuating, right? They're like, oh, parents don't even realize that we meddle. What do you mean parents meddle? That's not a thing we do. Stop. We, facts. We meddle. So when I see my daughter with, with acne, I'm like, <gasps> because 
of course, I know the body systems that are going down. I know the history that's going down. And so that's my thing. When I see other kids, my heart goes out to them because again, always, whenever I see kids in the grocery store or out at the mall or something, it's, you know, being in this industry, like I, it's hard for me to not take notice, but I do it from a very unjudgmental place. Cause I'm like, Oh, that poor child, I can see their suffering. Like I was at a music festival, literally like three back in June, I was at a music festival and there was a guy in front of me. It was an all ages event. He probably looked around like 19 and had horrible, horrible acne. And I, I, I was trying not to analyze because I'm, <laughs> I'm at a fest, music festival, but I was like, Oh man, this poor guy, I can see his, his small intestines all not happy. We got some liver stagnation. I so badly want to be like, excuse me, <laughs> I'm going to sound crazy here. And it's not about crazy. It's as parents, we truly want, want. like you said, we truly want and drive. In fact, what about all our past traumas and how we were treated? We're taking that forward. Whoa, Chris, I didn't know we were having a therapy session today. No, but we take that forward yeah. because we know how much it sucks to be ridiculed. We don't Absolutely. like it as adults. We certainly didn't like it as a child. At least as an adult, I can say, I'm getting in my car and I'm leaving you and block. Like, I'm done with you. <laughs> block, delete. <laughs> yeah, like, we're, we're, we're not besties. So what? We don't have to sit in class together tomorrow. Yeah. This social media doesn't allow them to do that. They have to be on all the time, right? So as a whole encompassing thing, what I mean about that initiative is the parents are driving the initiative. 1% of the initiative comes from the child. 40%, they might have initiative to want to do something, but then they're like, well, what do you mean I can't go get a 7-Eleven Slurpee? I used to crush 7-Eleven Slurpees, by the way, just as a side note, as a kid, like I would take a Toonie. Remember when, do you remember when Toonies first came out? They're all shiny too. Cool. And they were so shiny and so cool. And you could take a toonie to the 7-Eleven uh, and I could get a bag of candy, Chris, like a full brown bag of the, t- of the one cent candies and a Slurpee. That's just a side note. Remember when we had pennies? Never pennies. mind. So penny candies. <laughs> what? Chris, we're really aging ourselves right now. So we got to go back to this, the, this teen stuff because now I'm, we're dating ourselves. So when we look at that mindset of the teen, please note, you can't force your teen to do it. So what can we do? We can... As parents, and I'm really big on this, when you want to, when you have the education, when you have the information, and when you have the guidance, you can start making slow changes. And the first thing I say to caregivers is don't announce the changes you're doing. Never. Because you'll be met with so much apprehension. Right. So what can we do? We can start getting some smoothies and creative smoothies. We can start balancing some blood sugar. We can start increasing dietary proteins, a little bit of that vegetable. Inside the teen acne guide, I've got a really cool little nugget in there. Like you, we've seen it, right? It's I love it. It's and I don't want to spoil it. I because I, I always spoil it. Do you want me to spoil it? It's fine. Just do it. You've you brought it up. Now we're all wondering. You've shared okay. it with the class. The class wants to know. So an example is I say we can't make kids like it. And we've all been at the oh what's for dinner? Ugh. Oh spaghetti. Ugh. <sighs> if I get that I swear I'm like I'm gonna cut that tongue out. I can't even handle it. Right? We're gonna get that. So in my house, I adopt this thing and I say, Oh, I understand this isn't your favorite. So if you have suggestions, let me know. And we could probably throw it in sometime this week or early next week. I don't want to cut them off because clearly they've expressed something and their liver is not happy with me with the, right? But at the same time, I'm not going to cook seven meals. I'm not going to cook differential meals. I Not up in here. I understand that they need certain amount of balancing. I'm balancing. So I say, okay, listen, this isn't your favorite. So do you want a meal-sized portion or do you want a small portion? This is what's for dinner. 
This is what's for dinner. See how they feel that they have the control. They have some control. As parents, we love to say, by the way, this is not your house. Maybe, maybe I throw that out. I feel personally attacked right now by you. (laughs) No, I I tell my girls, you know, you want to do better and and you want to do it differently, then get your house and that's when you do it. Until then, this is how I've decided to parent. You want to, you know, you want to open it up and give me feedback? Send me a letter. They don't even know where the mailbox is. Don't even know so, how to put a stamp on. So it's cool. Like, what is this What's mail? Stamp. I, you want me to do use a what, mom? A pen? But when we look at it, I'm already frustrated. You know, we've cooked over this meal. We're making these changes. You know, we're happy with it. We're excited about this meal. We get the, uh, we're met with the resistance. So, okay, here's your options. Do you want a, do you want a small portion or do you want a meal size portion? Small. Great. Get to the table. They're kind of flipping around. I use the, smell, lick, and taste model. You know, like Brussels sprouts. Mm, Love them. Okay. I'm going to put half of one here. Here's your option. You can smell it. You can lick it. You can taste it. Why are you giving the, now I got to know why you're giving the option. Because here at my house, it's like you're eating those bites or no more snacks later. Because again, it's giving them the choice and the effective, like, so of course I want them to taste it, but I say, are you Okay. So you smelt it. What does it smell like? Go into the senses because we're trying to look for things like repulsiveness. Oh, I see what you're saying here. Okay. I see the tactic. I was like, where's she going with this one? Can you tell that she's been momming for a little bit longer than I have? (laughs) And then if they lick it, okay, let's go back to the senses. What does it taste like? Okay. we're, We're looking for the repugnant. They've already made up their mind. They don't like it. Then if they taste it, okay, how is that? Yeah, that's not my favorite. I don't, I don't like the words hate. I don't like the words gross. I say, okay, so it's not your favorite. So I'm refining it. That's what we can do as caregivers. That's basically what we have to work with. The end. Then it's up to them. Then the next time it goes on, boom. As my kids were your age, I would say, okay, you want to know a cool fact about broccoli? They say if you eat three, you can, you fart three times in a row. Totally lied. I think like half of parenting small humans are just white lies. Yes. But I did it because now they take it, they take their three bites or whatever it is, and they're trying to see if they're doing stuff. So now I've got it in. Mm-hmm. Clever. That's a clever little tactic. I'm going to do that. I got boys, so they'll right? love that. Oh, my God. It, girls, boys, you say fart and they're in, right? It's like you start laughing. So long story short is as a caregiver, boom, that's these are things that we want to do. So what do we do? I implement smoothies. I'm I'm hiding in some kale or some spinach. I'm hiding in some... Zucchini, super easy to hide because it doesn't change the color and it's tasteless. Yeah. Zucchini. Hemp hemp hearts. Now, those do have a nutty flavor. So I always say go slow and go slow when you start, right? So those are the effective things we can do. Again, you're in here. You're like, yes, yes, yes. I want to do all these things for my teen. I'm going to... And then you know what? Your teen's going to say, um, and done now. And then you're going to get frustrated and then you're going to have a path of resistance. Mm-hmm. And then that, that really affects your relationship. So always go with the goal. So when it comes down again into that mindset, they can push back. So if we go into the mindset and they want to start making changes, I always say to teens and even, oh my gosh, so many clients inside the clear skin solution too. I say, when you're changing things, please don't announce the changes you're doing to your acne. Because we're going to hyper-focus. Everybody's going to hyper-focus on the acne. And Katie, we just had a client, right? She went camping. Mm. Oh, the bless her soul. And I was and there was a, so angry yeah, when ahead. you shared this comment with me. I was like, I wanted to get a time machine, 
go to this campsite and be like, are you kidding me? It was a nasty comment because she had shared what she was doing. They're basically like, yeah, so I see that's not working for you. Like, and just uh-huh. knew, like, we're, we're not talking months into it. We're not like, we're talking, Fresh. she's invested, she's going. And what do you think that does to her morale and her character? Just like, like plummets her morale to the ground from that one simple comment that was made. Mm-hmm. Like the little peanut gallery can keep their peanut comments to themselves. So as your teen's going through this and as you're, you're walking your teen through this, please approach it with, Hey, you know what? We're making some family changes. We haven't been feeling the best. Oh my gosh, you know what? My guts, I feel bloated all the time. Every Everybody recognizes bloating. Mm-hmm. Tummy aches. Right? Tummy aches. Oh, my stomach's been hurting. Oh, my headaches, I can't get rid of them. And they're like, oh, well, isn't that a lie? No, probably not. Probably you have these compounding symptoms. Mm-hmm. Your teen's just been living with them. They don't know how to communicate. They don't know that they're supposed to be pooping every single day. That's the thing, right? Is a lot of teens... And Chris, I don't, do you remember learning back in high school, like anything about the body, about symptoms, about how to, like what a good poop looks like? I don't, I didn't know about any of this stuff. So I thought how I felt for my entire life was normal and that everybody else felt like this. Everybody else had migraines and stomach aches and allergies and anxiety. Like I didn't realize I had mental health issues until I was like almost in my mid twenties. Yeah. Cause we don't know the difference. And that's what I'm trying to say. We don't know. No one teaches us. We don't know the difference. Now we're seeing everybody else have the same thing and all of these things. So uh, how are we supposed to delineate what is right and what is wrong? Throw in social media mm. and your, your mom knows nothing that the caregiver knows nothing the the family people don't know anything. No. It's all these influencers, these influencers, yep. if these influencers, I'm going to let you know a little sidebar. They're making money because you're giving them the power to make the money. And it's like, mom, why would I listen to you when this influencer has 10 million views on their latest TikTok so they clearly know what they're talking about? Lord have mercy on my soul. Oh, this is my middle child. This is Kylie's life right here. Oh, mama, when I'm older, this is what I'm going to do. I'm like, oh, sweet Lord. (laughs) Sweet Lord, pray for me. So let's get back into that. So we've got a little bit of that mindset. We've got a little bit of that caregiving. Um. And, and, and to not really announce it, let's go to those symptoms. Let's put pressure on the symptoms because as you start making shifts, if all of a sudden your teen has a flare, it's not about, oh, well, guess that's not working for you. Mm-hmm. And then your teen wants to go back into the shell that they've created for themselves because we all have a shell. We're, we're all like turtles as a teen. I'm still a turtle. What are you talking about? I'm, st- I'm still a fragile turtle. You know what? I like to retreat into my turtle shell and leave me alone. Yeah. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm working on it. I do that too, but I call that introvert. Oh, yeah. No, I say a turtle (laughs) shell 110%. So those mindset factors, we're going to have to get into that a little bit deeper, but that's why we have the teen guide. That's why we have these little nuggets of information. And, you know, go back and listen to all the podcasts because just because- They apply. They apply. They apply just because you have a teen- doesn't mean that it doesn't apply. It's only the approach with the teen that changes. So what? let's talk about big root causes for a sec. You can do it. Gut. Gut. Blood sugar. Because that's the thing is we we will also get asked, is it the same for a teen? If I do a post on like poop or I do a post on blood sugar, well, what about me, me having a teen? Does it still apply? So the big core root causes absolutely still apply. We see the biggest ones for teen our gut imbalances, we'll we'll quickly go through them and then we can talk about how they happen and just a couple tips on how to support them. So number one is gut. 
the overgrowth of candida is pretty prevalent, the overgrowth of bacteria, that imbalance, maybe they are dealing with leaky gut, low stomach acid, all the same things that adults are dealing with. Then we need to be looking at blood sugar. Like blood sugar is so insanely important when it comes to acne because when our blood sugar is sent on that roller coaster ride and it's not nice and stable, it's going to be signaling for the skin to increase sebum production. And that is that sticky, oily substance that clogs pores and leads to breakouts. Then that next one is going to be that fun hormonal surge. So yes, hormones do come into play, but generally because they don't have the proper foundation in the gut, but hormones are going to be coming into play as they're kind of surging throughout the teen years. And that final um, component is going to be the habits, the habits that they're doing. So Chris, let's rewind. Let's go back to gut. So how do we see the, the gut of a teen get impacted? The most measurable is you want to know if your teen is pooping and you want to use the Bristol stool chart to understand to mortify what them. it looks like. You're going to mortify oh, yeah. the crap out of them. <laughs> Literally, no pun intended. <laughs> mortify the crap out of them. Exactly. So go grab a Bristol stool chart, throw it up on the bathroom wall, let them self-explore that. If you make poop cool, guess what? Poop is cool. If you make it taboo, it's taboo. They don't even understand what's going on. You know, I say to my one daughter, she's been having some gut issues. And I said, okay, well, poop. I, if you don't poop, I want to know. Oh, I forget. She goes, well, get me the chart. And I said, I'd laminate it. And she'd mark it down. And she's all like, all like, like she's in it for the win, right? She, she clearly takes after you. However, she knows what it feels like when your gut goes off. Absolutely. I've been telling Jackson, like, he's six now. As soon as he could really comprehend what was going on, I always get them like, you know, tell, you, we got to make sure that your poop looks like a long snake in the toilet. And if it doesn't, you have to tell mommy. He's like, okay. And he comes up, he's like, mommy, good poop, good poop. Exactly. And that's it. Training them since they're young. So we need to go into the gut, right? So for younger teens, we might've had that, those repeated yeast infections, but again, they're only going to know it as an itchy vaginal area. And unless it's really predominant, they might not even come to you. Teens today, I'm going to give them credit. They tell us so much more than we would ever divulge. For sure. For sure. Ever divulge. So once you open it up and you're not, I don't recommend saying, Hey, how's your vagina? A little bit itchy lately. Right. But boys, boys don't have that. So boys, they're going to probably first hands down bowels. Sometimes with men and boys, I see more of the raging diarrhea and constipation as it fluctuates, Absolutely. which, you know, Western, we're going to see more of the IBS-like behavior. Back and forth. And we'll also see, um, sometimes they'll have like toenail or, or toenail fungus or athlete's foot, like that type of fungal issue. Yeah. Dandruff, and like yellow that. hueing of the oh, nails. Oh, yes. That's a toes. big one. Dandruff. Yeah. That's what we're going to see with uh, teens. Oh, I just had another one. And of course, where did it go? Oh, it, they're going to have upset stomachs. They're going to be like, oh man, like I ate too much. I feel full. I feel like they don't get bloated, right? Like don't, they don't have the concept, but they're just like, oh, I, I feel like crap. You know what I mean? I just don't feel good. My, my stomach hurts, which if, and again, get them to show you, and we'll is it where the rib cage splits or is it down in the intestinals? Cause 90% of the time it's the intestinal cavity. And I'll often see, um, a lot of teens dealing with the back acne, which can go back to the gut issue. Oh, hands down. Yeah. Like we get the back acne, the shoulder acne, the chest acne, like we've seen acne in all of the places, head acne, you name it. But a lot of times with the teens, we see the gut showing up as body acne. Yeah. And remember, 
male or female, we still have to get that estrogen out of the gut. You know what I'm seeing more and more with the younger males? Higher estrogen. Like so many smaller children, I'm seeing them with like a good set of breasts and they're a male. And it's not that they're planning on it. It's just, it's there. Whether we have, you know, like plastic water bottles. Endocrine disruptors in your personal care products, your cookware, your drinkware, like, like literally it's, it's actually, this is a whole nother topic on its own is the toxic ingredients in your skincare. I have a blog on it, but it is so infuriating to me, the ingredients that are allowed, not just in adult ingredient, adult products, but in babies, infant products for children, for babies that have like carcinogenic cancer causing and hormone disrupting ingredients. So no wonder we're seeing these kids that are dealing with these hormone imbalances and this excess estrogen because of this lifestyle that the manufacturers have created and the consumer unknowingly is using it. Exactly. So that's where gut is going to hang out. And all of these markers are fantastic as parents because we can step back and we can assess without verbalizing our assessment, right? Like, oh, what's going on in your head? Like, I'll say to Peyton every so often, come here, kid, let me look at your face. She's like, but your your kids are used to you crazy. They're like, oh, mom, can you just not? I want to go and listen to my Taylor Swift. Yes, please do not say that to your team. Unless you know they can handle it. Right, right, exactly. Because I'm like, okay, listen, you've been eating something. No, of course, I have not been eating anything. What are you talking about? Yeah, you did. That's your stomach and that's your intestine. So why don't you tell me? How's your bowel? So they're fine. Okay, let's step back. And they're like, you're so annoying. Your kids are you're so annoying. Mom, leave me alone. The thing with the gut, though, is we'll often also hear like, I don't know how their gut could have gotten impacted. Like they're only 12. They're only 13 years old. Well, we have to pull it back and look at a number of things. What have they been eating dietary-wise? Mm-hmm. Uh, what have they been doing medication-wise? And what's been going on with their stress levels? Because these are three things that massively impact the gut. So if your child you know, has grown up eating the more refined carbohydrates, the pro-inflammatory food, like the white flour, the white sugar, the sugar-laden yogurts, and the, and the colored popsicles, and the artificially flavored this and artificially colored that – So if your child has been eating that standard North American diet, that's really going to be impacting their gut health. And then if we add on top of that, the antibiotic use, because how many kids, like when I was a kid, I was taking the doctor for every sniffle and given another 14 day round of antibiotics. And when you take an antibiotic, it's going in, it's wiping out both the good and bad bacteria in one foul swoop and allows all of the bad bacteria and yeast to set up shop. And then that final component is going to be stress. This is known as the gut-brain-skin access, where the health of one, each one of these areas of the body impacts each other. So it's been shown that when we have chronic stress, it can be actually be altering the gut's microbiome. So these three things together is what's really going to be setting the teens up for failure in the gut department. Let's, oh, I love it. So let's go back even further. Let's go baby for a second. Oh yeah, because really your health status is what's happened from the time of conception up until now. Yeah. So, of course, mom can pass through all of these wonderful nutrients, you know, our McDonald's and a Burger King. <laughs> right? We get cravings. We get aversions. Give us a break. <clears throat> depending on what and how we've been nourishing, depending on what supplements we've been taking, depending on our gut health and status and our genetic gene pool. Now, boom, that's one. Two, if your child comes out and they're colic, if your child comes out and they have cradle cap, if your child has little tiny baby acne, this is all gut health. Gut, 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 gut. 
And I'm not even talking anything outside of just those right now. Those are major, major. Peyton, when she was a wee little nugget, you know, put her on formula when we did. And guess what? Colic and, oh, drooling. My goodness. Like a fiend. She had like, she was like a water fountain. Soaking wet. Yeah. Water. So watch these and go think back. Okay. Was this? Because lactose intolerance is standing right in your face there. And that is a huge acne trigger. You keep compounding that or even breastfed, you keep eating these intolerances, the baby will show reactions. So that's just one little thing that people are like, oh, well, yeah, well, because Mm -hmm. we need to, you really need to understand the impacts are, how did we get here? We got here because it was way before we even thought we got there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those are the big ones. Like you see these poor babies like covered in cradle cap, like covered in it. Or you see them where they have all of the baby acne everywhere. And it's like my heart literally breaks for these moms and these babies because it's it's not fun for them to be dealing with. And then when you compound that with the antibiotic use, the pro-inflammatory foods, the stress, Mm -hmm. so you can see how we've really made a perfect storm for acne as a teen. Then that next component from the gut is going to be blood sugar. And again, another parent marker, look for the red hueing on your child's face. If between the acne, is there a lot of red? That's heat, right? Do we have redness on the nose or the tip of the nose? And does it kind of go down and waterfall underneath the eyes? Kind of like, you know, if you go out and you get a sunburn right in that little area, that's the same thing on the top of the cheeks. That is a huge circulatory pathway for blood sugar. Another blood sugar marker that's easy for parents to go and note is when your child comes home and they seem relatively fine and then all of a sudden they get really cranky. I was going to use another word. (laughs) I had to switch that. Cranky. Yeah, cranky. Watch. That is blood sugar. Look in their lunch. Did they eat their lunch? Mm. If their lunch is coming home, if they are not eating to balance this blood sugar, I'm telling you, you're going to get the wrath. Yeah, you're going to get the wrath, and that's called a meltdown. And I don't care what age you are at. I still have them sometimes if I don't eat. The other day I had one because, and then my husband goes, did you skip a meal today? I was like, you son of a. <laughs> <laughs> what? Right? So those blood sugar instabilities compound that with the stress. Stress is going all day long. Cortisol comes out. Insulin has to come out to negate that. Now, I mean, a local hangout here is McDonald's. It is like just a ton of a line. And I see everything in their hands and everything. And again, I'm like, I just want to go and shut down all the fast food restaurants. You just want (laughs) to smack the burgers out of their hands. Don't do it. It's not worth it. I want to roll down, roll down my... In my my cool silver bullet minivan. You're going to get arrested, I feel. I just have a feeling. That's okay. You'll, you have a, you have a, you have a slush fund for I me do. by now. <laughs> I need some bail money for Chris just in case it's like local woman arrested for hitting hamburgers out of teen, teen hands. Katie's like, I'm on my way. Like, she doesn't even need the, the it's call. Like, Hold my beer. I'm on my way. <laughs> I don't drink beer, but you know what I mean? So that blood sugar instability, you're going to see it in, in moods. You're going to see it in the lunches coming home. You're going to see it in their food selections. You're going to see it in picky eating. All of which, please go back to the last podcast from one, from two, because we've discussed this. It's no different. It's just, they don't have the same self-regulation. So where we're going to see the differences 
is I always call it the manic-like teen behavior. One minute they're kind, next minute we're locking ourselves in the room because we don't want to see them, right? That goes way beyond hormone. That 90%, Katie, would you say 90% of that is blood sugar instability and the choices that we're, we're selecting as a teen? Like if we could get the gut health and the blood sugar stability in place, that can solve like so many acne issues. Because really, if you're gut and your blood sugar in place, the hormonal imbalances and surges aren't that bad because they have that strong footing in place. Right. So, you know, you're going to say, here, here's your veggies and here's your hummus. And your teen's going to be like, okay, yeah, chuck it out. Right. Yeah. Where's my chips? So in essence, what do we do? Okay. Go get like for the omnivores, get a beef stick, a clean beef stick, right? That's cool. They can plow that down. That's protein. We can be looking at some kind of trail mix. At least it's going to have a medley of things. In school, of course, peanuts are banned, but they can have it in a bag and eat it on the way home. We're going to say to them, okay, don't, don't do this and don't do that. And guess what they're going to say? They're going to say, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it more. And I'm going to prove you wrong because now we're on the wrong side of it. So going into that blood sugar, as long as the food in your house, because you buy it, starts to slowly change and maybe we take out the what are pepper ridge what is it what are the norm not normal goldfish but you know like oh. the common goldfish the goldfish they're just called goldfish yeah are they yeah but it's like pepper ridge that's the is that the company yeah oh the brand i can't remember i used to eat goldfish like it was going out of style i would actually chris eat it bring a, a ziploc baggie of goldfish and eat it before school yeah i know with a peanut butter sandwich, with a peanut butter sandwich. I've recently seen that at dance and they were in massive, huge milk curtains. Yeah, they're huge now. You can get giant goldfish, flavored goldfish. I'm like OG back in the day eating original. Yeah, before they got colored and the dyes. Watch the dyes. Watch These the dyes food dyes. Huge, Watch the food dyes. Huge for not only teen acne, for that gut health, right? But what about the made good version? Yeah, like get the healthy swaps. So you get the brands like the Made Good is a, is a great healthier brand that has you know some nutrients hidden into it. Or is there a health like let's say their vices and is ice cream? Could you swap to a coconut milk ice cream? If their vices chips, could we be getting one that's maybe cooked in avocado oil instead of vegetable oil? Like or non GMO or if you know or no, yeah anything getting if they're if they're a person they love protein bars. I have an amazing protein bar. Uh, recipe. I don't know if it's out yet, but like even if finding um, different protein bars, like what what's that's that, that main one, like the RX bars, mm-hmm. you know, they're sweetened with dates. They have nuts in there. Really. I think the, the really big key thing is that you could start is finding the healthier alternatives to your teen's favorite snack and convenience foods. And we say healthy alternatives. We're using the healthy as, because it's such a can of worms, as non-acne triggering foods healthier healthier option for yeah for our skin and our gut health as they're self-repairing and please remember it's not a forever thing once we get that gut once we get the blood sugar stabilized once we chill out the hormones you should and your teen should be able to enjoy things a little bit differently so looking at that blood sugar stability that's those are the big big take-homes right there right if we want to go into hormonal surges Sweet goodness, come to my house. I'll tell you hormonal surges. <laughs> she has three girls, everybody. Three. I was blessed with boys, so I don't have to stress as much as 
You do. Let, let me put this. Let me put this in context. I have three girls plus myself plus herself. Three girls in three and a half years. Eldest is sixteen. Youngest is twelve. Poor Steve. Or, you know, everybody listening right now is praying for me, right? Is, or are they you're, you're getting more prayers. <laughs> I think they're praying for Steve, but don't worry, everybody. Just know her husband's a truck driver. And I think the reason why he's a truck driver is because of the situation he finds himself in with three daughters and a wife. He selected the genetic pooling, so not my fault. He's, he does, he's decided to swift just watch the, the long haul truck driving gone for 10 days at a time. Oh my gosh. I love single parenting. I'm in. I don't. You have no I idea. Don't. I don't. You don't because they're younger. I do because they're a little more self-sufficient. And mama's word is kind of mama's word. So, you know. And back to the protein bar. Because now I was like, when is that coming out? The protein bar recipe comes out on September 1st, which is tomorrow. Yay. So yeah, watch out for the protein bar uh, recipe tomorrow because they are delicious. Even my husband was like, oh man, like these are so good. Where did you get these from? I'm like, I made them. <laughs> well, they would have been better if they came in a package. Like, come on, Frank, get, your, get yourself together. So, okay, let's uh, finish this up because we got a lot of info for them. We talked through the gut. We talked through the blood sugar. The final is let's go through these hormonal surges. And like we talked about is your gut helps to manufacture, regulate, and metabolize so many of your hormones. So when you get the gut in good working order, it's really going to help give that perfect foundation for hormones. Right. It's not where we start. The birth contain, the birth contain, that's that the birth contain is birth control and accutane, which you're supposed to be doing together. Birth contain. We're going to trademark that one. So it's not about that first. It's about really going back into these root causes. And notice we didn't say the root causes were diet. We definitely agree that stress is a root cause, right? Because it perpetuates the inflammation, the symptoms, and the catastrophic cortisol, the sebum production, you know, issues that. And we rope absolutely sleep deprivation in there because how many teens uh, are staying up till two, three in the morning, going to school at 7 a.m. And then, you know, if they're older teens, they may be partying on the weekend, may not be sleeping well. Like, God, I think back to the lack of sleep I have, and I'm tired just thinking about it. So the sleep can actually impact the body the same way that chronic stress does. And if you want to help your teen reset that, really look at a digital detox. Oh, yeah. Right? We have so many little sweet nuggets inside that teen program on how to do that. Again, slow and progressional. Just like you go out and get that coconut yogurt, please. Don't put it in front of them and go, here, enjoy that. We don't do that. It's called marrying. And I'm going to up-level this because I really want to give you some valuable information in here. I want you to take the regular yogurt, and then I want you to take a big heaping teaspoon, and I want you to mix it together. And I want you to do it for about three, four days. We're going to slowly, progressively switch the palate. Then you're going to, again, now, you're going to put two tablespoons, and you're going to slowly, slowly take out that regular. Eventually, they will be onto it. If they catch on and they're like, this tastes different. Oh, yeah, different brand, right? And we, another white lie. <laughs> All the white lies we do as parents. <laughs> but that's what we have to do. But we have to get that sleep. The body likes routine. Teens don't tend to like to sleep. My daughter came in, physically woke me up last night at 1130 and said, I'm not tired. Can you turn my Wi-Fi on? I'm like... Mm. I can't because I'm trying to practice breathing. I can't believe she made she made it to the next morning alive, to be honest. I would have. Who, who does that? Like, seriously. In children. All so look for bedtime hygiene practices. Guess what? We control the Wi-Fi. If you've given your child data, 
okay, you're in an all, your own little realm here. Maybe we, <laughs> we want to refine that. Maybe you got to set some boundaries. We have to set some boundaries, but please don't go into their food and then go into that bedtime hygiene and Slow then go and into study. the digital detox. Pick something, right? Get that diet in. Get them on maybe some smoothies at the beginning. Give them some things they can pack in their bag. So when they're walking home or you're picking them up or whatever. Oh, you know what? Here, look, I bought one of these for myself. Do you want to try it? Mm-hmm. These are the caregiver tips that I promise you from my trial and error. I'm going to save you a decade right there. Right there. So let's kind of sum it all up is when we're looking at dealing with teen acne, very similar root causes, we have to be looking at their gut health. We want to be stabilizing their blood sugar. We want to be looking at those hormones, which are generally going to be a much better spot when we have the gut and blood sugar in tip top shape. We really want to be paying attention to the mindset that they're in and meeting them where they're at with the changes. Do things really slowly. Don't, you know, announce it to them. Hey, we're doing this. Just slow and steady wins the race. I say this to our clients all the time. Many small steps make for one massive leap. So we're going to start introducing something a little dietary. You know, when we're feeling good about that, maybe the digital detox comes into play, you know, really making this easy and not from an aggressive standpoint, like, hey, kid, this is what we're doing. We're going to do it because they're going to feel attacked and they're going to feel ashamed and all of the things, right? So we want to take this very slowly. And some tips on how to do this is number one, working on that blood sugar. If when they're at home, if we can be making sure there's protein on their plate at every single meal and they're having some bites, um, you know, maybe finding some healthier swaps or their favorite comfort foods and their favorite um snacks and convenience foods, giving having those healthier alternatives at home. So that way we can start having them adopt those practices and we'll just all pray to the Lord that when they leave the house, they're going to take that <laughs> beef stick with them. They're going to take that homemade protein bar. Like I said, baby steps. And then, you know, being able to start helping them work through those stressors and the digital detoxes, I think will really give some big gains in general. Absolutely. Slow and steady really wins the race. The other one thing in closing is please, when your teen messes up, they're going to do what I did last night and breathe really deep. Please don't forget that if they're like, hey, mom, look, I I drank my water bottle. And you're like, well, you're supposed to be at two by this timeline. You acknowledge that win. You make that win a big deal. And we go after the wins. We have a win chart. We have, you know, we recite it. Oh yeah, you did the that. You increased your water. You know, you, you're you their cheerleader, never, like Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Now you do. So please, please recap for them in a big cheerleader way. Yeah. We, we really want to be their cheerleader and we never want to, you know, talk down to them or, or be like, you should be doing better. So I, I think just taking this approach can go a long way for your teen. Now that is all from us here uh, at the Clear Skin Chronicles. Teen acne, I knew was going to be a big hit. I know another topic that everybody has been dying to hear about is the connection between PCOS and acne. So we'll see you next week for that one. Thanks for hanging out with us this week on the Clear Skin Chronicles. We'll see you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Remember to subscribe to the show and drop us a review. Sending glowing vibes your way, Katie and Chris.